Welcome to another episode with Loans Elevated. My name is Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officer nationwide. And I'm TJ Heidenreich. Together we bring the latest news, strategies, and insights in the mortgage and real estate industry. Can you hear us? Do we sound good? Do I sound like good? Does he sound like a Greek god? Okay, we're back with another episode, and today we're talking about something that is tried and true in our business, something we focus on every day with our clients. So if you haven't heard previous episodes, we've talked about this, but our our whole philosophy is baked around holistic mortgage planning, which we boil down into optimizing leverage, which is the mortgage uh, financing, in effort to maximize wealth, so freeing up liquidity through the optimizing the leverage, maximize wealth, and also mitigating risk. These are very major pillars in our discussions with every single client and the backbone of our business. Now, moving a little further into our philosophies, we have the compounding effects of real estate, and we've essentially narrowed down uh, into two major buckets that that clients will fall into as far as their goals in real estate generally fit in some level into one mm. of these two buckets. So we're going to dive in, explain those two, uh, and hopefully our goal in this in this explanation is to essentially take the 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 glamour out of the idea of creating massive wealth and investing in real estate. So creating massive wealth through the ownership of real estate and investing in real estate. It's not as complicated and glamorous as many people want it to be or the media portrays it to be. So, Well, it boils down to like, how do you become wealthy in the US? There's, you can be a professional athlete. You can win the lottery. You can run, hit, a, business. run a business. Or you can play the stock market. Or the common person way of doing it is just buying real estate. Yeah. What is, what's the stat? Like 80% of millionaires got, became millionaires through real estate or something like that? Yeah. I think unless it's like one of these random things, like a superstar athlete uh, right. or... And we're not 6'5", so... Exactly. Unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and I'm definitely far <laughs> from it. <laughs> but the bottom line is real estate is the path to massive wealth creation, mm-hmm. and most of the wealthiest people, financially wealthy mm-hmm. people, that you and I may think about on any given day, their wealth, even if they are successful in business or in, or even an athlete mm-hmm. or whatever, many of them, their wealth, their actual wealth is isolated sitting in real through estate. real yeah, estate. Right. right? I mean, it's crazy. So right. anyway, it's what we're passionate about. So we want to dive into the two major buckets that we focus on. And the first one is what we call buy, sell, reinvest. And this is the the strategy that enables somebody to acquire their dream home. So it's a step-by-step process to investing in real estate, creating wealth, leveraging properly, and mm-hmm. ultimately owning a home of your dream, or probably, I mean, honestly, beyond your dreams. Both TJ and I would say own homes beyond our mm-hmm. dreams. And we didn't do this just because we got lucky somehow or, or no. bought at the right time, or frankly, I may have built at the worst time. Uh, and I still have significant equity, but it's been a step-by-step process of understanding I had a goal to have a very nice home, and I followed this step-by-step process, continued reinvesting, and the wealth created through the homes that I had mm-hmm. purchased and ultimately allowed me to do this. And well, TJ and both of us same. have bought our dream homes 
in a high rate environment. Right, exactly. Higher than what yep. rates have been. So yep. or high cost environment. Right. Like I built my my dream home recently and it was the most expensive <laughs> right. building Lumbers time all time ever time. in history <laughs> during COVID. Right. And and you bought in a high rate environment, but we yeah. were still able by following a lot of what we're gonna you know talk about today. We were still able to acquire our dream home in a relatively mm-hmm. short time. Yeah, I mean, sure. we were very focused on this. We knew what we wanted, and we had the plan because, thankfully, we're mm-hmm. in this business. We understand it. But oh, buy, sure. sell, reinvest, acquiring your dream home. So I'm going to break it down in simple numbers to give an example on a on a kind of middle-of-the-road type house, what would maybe be a starter home or maybe a second home for, for most families. Mm-hmm. So a $500,000 purchase price. Let's say that's your first house or, or, or the, the next house. You start with this 500000 purchase price. And as a primary residence, you can get away with a very low down payment, sometimes 0% down. Uh, in this scenario, we ran 5% down, so 25000 a modest down payment. And let's say you keep that property for five years based on historical appreciation rates. It's like 45 percent approximately. And it's like a 60 year average of appreciation. So honestly, these numbers are highly conservative because although they're based on a long-term average, which is what you would feel like is a realistic expectation here in Utah. Anyway, the market is moving in a direction that is far different than what it has been doing over the past 50, 60 years. It's, and for the next, probably uh, like my guess is a complete guess Mm -hmm. for the next decade, we see some what outlandish uh, appreciation rates. Like right now this year, we're already tracking above 12% on an annualized basis. Over the past several years, we've averaged about 15%. Yeah. So these and numbers we've talked about this is simple supply and demand. There's just not enough inventory. I mean, to get to be earning one percent every single month, that's huge. It's outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy good. So these numbers are very conservative. But five years down the road, after you sell the property, so you buy that 500k house, you put twenty five thousand down, which is five percent. Five years later, you sell it. After you've paid all your closing costs, all your fees to realtors, everything, you truly net. $139,250 at the sale of that house. And as the tax code sits Ta- today, tax-free, yeah. that is tax-free as long, you know, as long as you live in it as your primary residence for two of the most recent five years and consult with a CPA on that. Not everybody qualifies, but generally speaking, that will be tax-free earnings. So now this is where this is a hypothetical scenario. Remember, but now let's say uh, the average family has $60,000 in debt. That would include credit card debt, student loan debt, um, auto loan debt, mm-hmm. RV you know, debt, or, or a boat mm-hmm. payment, whatever. Just 60000 in consumer non-mortgage debt. And that is costing about 1000 per month. In the rate environment we're in today, it's dramatically more than 1000 per month. So again, I think we're being conservative here. Yeah, but you definitely. take of that 139250 you pay off 60000 bucks in debt. You free up a thousand bucks a month. Now you take the remainder of that equity. So you got about 80 grand available after you've paid off all your debt. You invest that in a new home. And that 80 grand should supply the down payment and pay for the closing costs on a new home worth about 750,000. So you go from a 500K house, five years down the road, you have a $750,000 house with no more than $25,000 out of pocket in the beginning. And here's the cool thing. The new payment on that 750 house is going to be equal to or less than the old payment plus the debt that you had outstanding that the equity enabled you to pay off. So essentially your pocketbook 
you're paying the same amount of money out of pocket every month. You invested $25,000 five years ago, and you're in a position that you are one step closer to your dream home, $750,000 property, which is 50% more expensive than the first one you bought with a very Mm -hmm. modest down payment. Now, you can move forward, and five years later, you would net $235,000 on the 750 house. And the cool thing is now you're debt-free. So 235000 you invest that, you're in a million-dollar, possibly it's crazy. more north of a maybe multi-million-dollar property at this point by simply buying that house at five hundred grand, putting your twenty five k down, and letting it ride, and playing your chips the right way. And you can repeat this process every two to five years. It depends. The tax codes... Um, will weigh into that decision-making because the tax-free earnings on the sale of primary residence real estate can only happen as as it sits today once every five years. So you have to occupy it for two of the most recent five, but you can only do that once every five years. So uh, let's say you do that every five years. Within, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, you're literally in a multi-million dollar house with very modest Oh, cash sure. investment. Well, you know what's crazy about this is we present this to clients sometimes. Well, before we present it, a lot of clients just want to take all the net proceeds from the sale of their house and dump it into their mortgage payment or into their mortgage. So like, I want my payment to be as low as possible, but they're not looking at like, no, let's look at your total net out of pocket every month mm-hmm. and paying off the debt. That's where their true savings come in. And then you can, it's kind of like a debt snowball. Then you can exactly. take the savings from that. And then if you want to apply more towards your mortgage, do that. 100%. Rather than, rather than it's way better to be debt. financing more on a mortgage because there are tax benefits to mortgage right. interest. You can't write off interest on a credit card. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's so huge. It's powerful. And we are going to follow this episode up just so you guys know with another one where we talk about other ideas. So we kind of take it a step further as you're right. netting property through the ownership of real estate. Maybe you don't want a multi-million dollar house. Maybe the 750k house is the is the end uh, or maybe a million dollar house instead of a 2 million, whatever the case is, but showing you how you could then take that that cash and reinvest in different ways to really start maximizing wealth potential and wealth growth through owning real estate. Mm-hmm. And it's so, the crazy thing is the, the tactics we talk about, we literally paint the picture for many clients that turn into multi-million mm-hmm. dollar retirement plans by buying a house. Right. I mean, it's, it's there's stupid. nothing special <laughs> it's about it. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Anyone can do it. And it's relatively low risk. I mean, right. you're going to have a house expense no matter what. Right. It's crazy. Right. So that was acquiring your dream home. That's a path. Now, yeah. sometimes clients go into you know, the idea of acquiring a portfolio of real estate. And maybe you want both. So these, these two processes could be married together and, and used uh, together. But Teach, dive into yeah. our next strategy, which is more yeah. so to So this, this strategy is meant for acquiring a portfolio of real estate. So yep. not just one, but maybe you want to have a bunch, a multitude of rental properties. I have personally done this myself. So you purchase your first home, little to no money down. Uh, maybe it's down, down payment assistance program. Maybe it's a little 3% down. Uh, but then you occupy that property for one year. Reason why you need to occupy that for one year is after you've lived there for 365 days, you can then purchase a new property as an, another primary residence. The advantage, the advantage to doing that is when you buy a primary residence, you have a little, little money down. You could technically do a down payment assistance program again if you wanted right. to. Or, so in theory, you could buy two investment properties in two years with zero money right, down. Exactly. Like, exactly. Kind of weird. Exactly. It's crazy to think about. For sure. So then you buy that new home and you're vacating residence that you're leaving. You can use the perceived rental income to help you qualify for that next home. It's 75% of what the rental agreement that you get signed 
is used to help you qualify. It's, it's nuts. And you can rinse and repeat that every year. So, and you can have up to 10 properties financed through uh, agency financing, but we've got programs here at cross country. We can get up to 20 properties financed this way. Yep. It's, it's nuts. Huge, huge. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, one thing that's important is a lot of people, a lot of people get confused about the industry and there's a lot of misinformation. The mm-hmm. media leads people oh, astray. Sure. There's a lot of misinformation out there and misconception, but when you can use the rental income to qualify, you don't have to qualify for two properties. So a lot of people, when we present this idea in the beginning or when they're like, man, I would like some rental properties. I just don't make enough money to do it. Or I don't have a big enough down payment to buy an investment property. They're missing the, the strategies that are afforded to all of us here in the U S through the mortgage financing that's available, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's, it's like stealing money, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you if you understand it and you plan appropriately, you have professionals in your corner that know the strategies. It's it is crazy easy. Well, to, dude, to I've got this. a client that I helped buy. I talked to them this week. It's funny. I they bought in 2018. I helped them buy their first home. Now, fast forward to today, they're buying their fifth home with me. And if they wanted to, they could technically retire and they'd be cash flowing what they originally were, were going to cash flow with their jobs when they first bought in 2018, just through their investment properties. They could retire and they're young. Dude. They're first time home buyers. Which is so sick. That was in 2018. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. Guaranteed in 2018 and all through that whole process mm-hmm. every year, 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. every time they bought a property, yep. you had other, many other clients that are like, I can't buy it's this It's the wrong property. time. Yep. It's the wrong time. in 2018 rates were higher. Like, exactly. <laughs> the cash flow is not good enough. Well, guess what? The rent rates go up. Yep. Values go up. Yep. And, it's and like, rates will come down. You can refinance. Like it's not exactly, a forever thing. hundred percent. So it's, it's trusting that real estate is a long-term investment, trusting that long-term there's almost no way you can't make money by investing in real yeah, estate yeah, sure. and not worrying about like what is happening right this second, what's mm-hmm. going to happen next month or even in six months or a year. None of that right. matters because over the long run, these, this young couple mm-hmm. essentially over a, f- a five, six year period have just literally created their path to true financial freedom, mm-hmm. true lifestyle yep. freedom, and they could retire retirement and plan and cruise. generational wealth. They can give that yes. to their kids when they, when they pass. Exactly. Cause in no time, I mean, hell, if they just reinvest, which is probably what they're doing, mm-hmm. reinvesting the cash flow mm-hmm. into paying these properties off. Exactly. Soon Cause they're still working. I mean, exactly. they don't, you know, They'd be bored if they weren't working. Uh huh. They don't need the cash <laughs> yeah. flow. It's crazy. You know, yeah. it was funny in a, in one of our homebuyer seminars this week that we hosted. I I made a joke to everybody and I said, "Listen, I'll make everyone in this room a proposition. I'll sign a contract today to buy your house. If you buy a house today, I'll buy your house back from you for the price you pay plus the sum of all of the interest payments on that property that that you make. So I'll pay you." What you pay for the property, the purchase price, plus all the payments that you've made through the ownership for 10 years. And 10, year, 10 years from now, we'll total that up, and I'll pay you that price. I'll sign the contract today with hard earnest, hard earnest money. Yeah. And the reason I'm so confident in doing that, I don't care it's when it is, what game. property it is. Yeah. No matter what, 10 years down mm-hmm. the road, that thing is going to be worth way more yep. than that cost. Oh, for sure. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But this is what we're super excited about. This is our passion. This is what gets us up every day excited to come to the office and help our clients, help our partners really realize this dream. And like I said, stay tuned for next episode because we're going to dive a couple layers deeper into helping you understand even more strategic ways to reinvest some of this wealth that you can create through real estate to create possibly a brighter financial future for you and your family. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in. 
For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.